Electronic Specifier. Hello and welcome back to Electronic Specifier Insights and joining me today is John Anderton who is the Director for Product Line Management at Corvo. So hi John, thanks very much for joining us and how are you doing today? Hello, nice to be here. I'm doing great, thanks. Hope you're also doing well. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, so if you can start us off, please, with just a, a brief introduction to yourself and, and your background. Sure, sure. Um, yes, uh, um, my name is John Anderton. I'm responsible for product line management in Corvo, specifically with a focus on our low power wireless product portfolio. So those are our semiconductor products, our ICs that deliver wireless connectivity functionality using technologies like Matter. Thread, Zigbee, and, and Bluetooth low, low energy type technologies. Yeah, my background, long history in wireless comms. Worked in several several jobs in engineering and product management or through on cellular and consumer electronics type industries. Fantastic. So can you tell us a little bit more about Corvo as well? Yeah, yeah, sure. Happy to, happy to. So Corvo is a, a semiconductor company. We, 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 we are a, a leading global provider of, of connectivity and power solutions. Um, it's a pretty large company, just shy of 9,000 employees and around $4.5 billion of revenue in FY22. So quite a sizable company. Um, we focus very much though, as mentioned, on, on connectivity and power, really across a quite a broad range of markets. Um, connectivity in advanced cellular, Wi-Fi type consumer electronics type products and technologies and solutions. Of course, IoT, where we're really talking about today, but also a bunch of products and technology and solutions around power and motor control and electrification, solutions for electric cars and things like that, and renewable energy and battery management solutions. And we, we do that across quite a diverse range of markets, you know, including mobile phones, uh, consumer connectivity, consumer electronics, automotive, wireless infrastructure, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Excellent, fantastic. So today, obviously, we're going to be talking about matter. On, on a previous episode of the podcast, we've I've, I've had some guests that have introduced us to matter. And and for those listening now who, who, don't, who perhaps don't know what it is, you know, matter is the new smart home standard you know for home automation that's royalty free promises reliable secure connectivity but but here today with you john i'd I'd like to dive sort of into more more detail on matter and focus on how to start designing with matter but before we get into that perhaps you'd like to start us off by just giving us your thoughts on the new standard you know do you see it transforming the smart home market yeah absolutely i mean smart home and iot as a market today is is quite nascent you know relatively limited there's lots of great innovation and ideas and technology going on there in in you know around smart lighting or energy management in the home and things like that but really it's it's not scaled yet and a, a large part of that is it's been held back back by complexity and closed ecosystems um, and concerns over security and trust in these systems and that's really where matter as a as a smart home standard is really aiming to to correct a lot of this it really aims to address all of this by you know really focusing on security and trust and creating an open standard as you mentioned that breaks down the barriers between closed ecosystems so that you don't necessarily have to pick a closed ecosystem to control your lighting and have a specific set of products in the home to control your your home lighting system and have that completely separate and not very interoperable with, let's say, your home security system or the system that you use for um, managing and optimizing energy usage, 
in your home, for example, your smart thermostat. In principle, with Matter, all these products should play nicely together and be interoperable. The example I always like is, you know, I might have a motion sensor for my lighting system because I, I like it to, there's a part of my home where I like the lights to turn on and off automatically to conserve energy, but I can't necessarily today use that same motion sensor for my home security system, which seems crazy. And I don't, as a consumer, want to have two motion sensors. That's one kind of simple example of how matter will break down the barriers and just make choosing a product easier, you know, make it easier for customers to have a lighting system that just works and have a security system or an energy management system that, that just works and know that the products that they buy will interoperate and work well, regardless of the service that they choose to, to install. Mm. So can you walk us then through how Matter actually works? You know, what does the architecture look like and, and how does it exactly simplify smart home IoT designs? Sure, sure. From a, well, let's start with the software architecture. Probably that's probably a good place to start. I mean, essentially, a matter is a is a software layer that sits up on top of established communication technologies, and that's an important part, right? So today, with Matter 1.0, it's standardised based on transports, communication technologies, and three are defined: Wi-Fi, ubiquitous, everyone knows about; Ethernet, wired internet connectivity in the home, and Thread. Thread is a, a little bit more of a new technology, but actually it's based on the, the same low-level radio technology as Zigbee, which is very common and widely deployed in a number of smart home systems today. It's built on a technology called 802.15.4. So it's built on established technologies, which is really important, of course. Next to these transports, um, you have Bluetooth Low Energy which is Bluetooth is well known and ubiquitous. Bluetooth is really useful and used in Matter for onboarding, for securely and reliably getting devices onto the onto the network. And that's used because you know, almost every smartphone in existence has Bluetooth low energy support. But yeah, it's built on these um, well-known established communication technologies. Then above that, you've got a you've got the Matter software layer. And that defines in a consistent way um, how to secure the device, how the device should connect to the network, but it also defines and def it, it defines data models. And I think of those as like device description languages. What does a light bulb look like? How should a light bulb declare its features? How should that turn light bulb be turned on and off? That's kind of a simple thing. But of course, you've got more complex devices like thermostats and maybe smoke detectors and all sorts of other things that you can imagine. And if you define this way of describing the device and how you can communicate and interact with it in a standard way, then that makes it interoperable in a way that anyone can then communicate with that device and integrate it into a smart home service or network to, to create new use cases and, and new interesting things for, for consumers. Um, to go a little bit further, of course, I mean, that's kind of the software architecture picture. You no know, matter is kind of a software layer above above established technologies. There's also the network architecture perspective. And, and here, it's pretty simple, actually. You have, um, you have a home infrastructure and you have end devices. The idea is that the home infrastructure will communicate using Wi-Fi and thread. So you need infrastructure that supports both. Wi-Fi is ubiquitous, so um, the matter standard has, have defined, um, the matter standard defines what's called thread border routers that allow you to connect thread and devices under matter into your Wi-Fi network. So 
you can access them and they can connect through to the connect through to the cloud. Probably in the early days, you might see separate thread border routers, but we expect all those to get integrated. You know, you'll start to see a new generation of Wi-Fi access points that also include thread border routers that allow you to connect these matter over thread devices. And that's important, right? Because Wi-Fi is a ubiquitous, ever-present standard, but there are some cases and scenarios or devices where you might want to use this thread standard, which is just more low power and more energy efficient allows you to place devices at a, a greater distance from the access point because of the inherent extra range that you get and because they support meshing. So there are there are going to be, we expect, a mix of matter devices that use Wi-Fi and a mix of matter devices that use thread. And in the end, it all becomes simple because this software layer that we talk about is open source, as you say. What that means is that's an, an executable implementation of the spec. So there are no vendor-specific interpretations of the standard that are going to cause these interoperability channels and that interoperability combined with the certification pro program means that it's simpler for consumers as well you know they're going to have a confidence that they can buy a matter certified and branded device and it will just work it will just work for kind of everything that i've talked about i mean the end goal of course is that um you want to go and buy a, a smart light bulb the idea if it's got a matter brand on it a matter logo on it it should be as simple as buying a regular bulb, a non-connected bulb. You should just be able to go to the your retail store, pick up a smart bulb that's got the matter logo on it and know that it will just work and have the same confidence in buying that product as you would have a, a regular light bulb that you know is going to go fit into the enclosure that you have in your home. Yeah, it does seem like simplicity is sort of the backbone of, of matter, which is which is fantastic. And and following on from that then, you know, you've used sort of smart lighting in your example so far, but but what other device categories does matter currently support? Sure. Yeah. Um, today we're at Matter 1.0, kind of the start of the journey. Uh, Matter 1.0 was was launched. The certification was pro program was opened on the 4th of October, just over a couple of months ago. That included a, already a quite broad set of devices. So lighting and electrical controls are already in there. So switches and things like that. HVAC, so air conditioning systems and fan controls, door locks, security senders, sensors window coverings and shades and media devices. And of course, the bridges, the thread bridges are in there. So already quite a, a diverse set of devices in Matter 1.0. Mm, definitely. Fantastic. OK, then. So when looking to start designing with Matter, what are the basics that I need to know? I think if you've got a great idea on a new connected product that you want to be powered by Matter, it's important to select the right technology partner first, of course. And I think that means Part of the decision process is choosing the right development kit, the right development system on which you can start your, your development. Now, Corvo, of course, we have a couple of development kit solutions. Um, we have our IoT development kit for the, a product called the QPG 6105 that we've just launched. And that enables our customers to start developing battery-powered matter over thread products, so switches, motion sensors, door locks, uh, light bulbs as well, of course. Um, next to that, we have our IoT Dev Kit Pro which includes the development capabilities for end devices, for connected devices, but also includes uh, the development for, uh, for infrastructure, for gateways, it includes a product called the 7015M. And this allows um, developers to evaluate and later develop the, the matter infrastructure, the gateway and hub devices. So build a thread border router, either standalone or integrated into a Wi-Fi AP. But yeah, it's, it starts with a development kit. And of course, 
when you select a development kit, it's it's always important to, to, to make sure you can build the application you want, right? Um, does the kit and the chip inside the kit have the right number of I.O. lines? Does it have the peripherals that you need, uh, et cetera, et cetera? Does it have the, the, can you manage the number of power supply rails that it needs? Um, how much energy do you need to use? And does that energy profile of that particular solution fit your needs, et cetera, et cetera? And here, you know, we have a, quite a lot of documentation on our on our website on corvo.com on our ICs and our kits. So I would encourage developers to go there and check it out and understand if our product have the, the right fit for the developer needs. But I think what's important as well, beyond these kind of important decisions about does this chip and this development system support the product that I want to develop, but you know, matter is about connectivity and there's the, the value in connectivity and making things accessible. You need to know when you're building this product based on matter that communication will will just work. And that's a foundational kind of part of matter that connectivity should just work because the software and the implementation of that software and the standard gives you that interoperability. So matter takes part of one important piece of making sure that the connectivity works, but that's not all of it. You also need to know that the radio will work, right? I mean, these are this is a wireless product that's got to communicate over a radio link between one or more device in the home. And it's really important from a customer, an end customer, a consumer perspective that when you buy and install this product, you buy this sensor, you buy the lock, the light bulb or the motion sensor or the temperature sensor, whatever it is that you buy, you buy it, you install it on your network, you place it somewhere in your home and it's got to work. It's got to work on day one, it's got to work on month one, it's going to work on year one and it's got to work on year five yeah it's just got to keep working and this is actually quite a challenge right because um the wireless environment is is always changing um there's different technologies all using the same space you've got matter in there you've got wi-fi you've got bluetooth the the wireless propagation environment is always changing people in an indoor environment in the home people move around doors get open and closed all sorts of things can change. What that means is that the radio environment, the wireless environment in the home is quite dynamic and changing. And it's important to select a development platform from a, with a technology partner that understands these challenges, right? We have a particular suite of technologies in our products and the development kits that I've mentioned. It's a technology suite that we call Concurrent Connect. And the goal is that matter in combination with concurrent technologies, concurrent connect technologies is the is the best solution out there to ensure that really the connectivity just works. And that's really what it matters about, right? It's it's ensuring that the connectivity just works. You know, we have we have four main pillars of this concurrent connect technology portfolio that's integrated into those development kits that I've mentioned. Um, the first part is around concurrent connect multi-radio support around it's important that the the technology the development kit supports the, the 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 different technologies that are out there we've talked about matter being a technology that runs over a radio standard called thread but there's also a lot of zigbee technology out there so it's important to to, to manage the transition from established zigbee solutions towards these new matter solutions these new matter over thread and matter over wi-fi solutions and communicate at ble over ble as well ble is an important part of how matter works so we have some unique features in our radios called multi-radio technology that allows you to simultaneously and concurrently manage matter slash zigbee 
and Bluetooth at the same time and ensure that they all can connect and communicate at the same time so you don't get any drop packets or link loss or anything like that. And in the same vein, we have multi-channel support, which is again linked to how you support the transition from Zigbee to Matter. If you imagine that you want to build a, a Wi-Fi access point that supports Matter over Wi-Fi, Matter over Thread, and support Zigbee, because you've already got some deployed Zigbee devices, you need to be able to support all that concurrently and simultaneously. The, the, the Corvo Concurrent Connect multi-channel support allows you to do Zigbee and Matter concurrently and simultaneously, and actually allows you to do it on completely separate radio channels. That means you never get collisions between your Zigbee and your Matter network. It makes software development easy because you don't need to, the Zigbee network doesn't need, even need to know about the Matter network. You can manage it all completely independently. And if you put it on separate channels, you maximize the capacity of the network. You don't get any interference or collisions or anything like that. Again, if you're going to build this multi-standard gateway, matter over thread, matter over Wi-Fi, and Zigbee and Bluetooth, it needs to coexist with Wi-Fi in the box. Probably Wi-Fi is already doing a whole bunch of other things, serving gaming applications, streaming video, so you can watch your favorite entertainment provider, Netflix or whatever. Um, it needs to play nice with Wi-Fi. So it's really important that the, the technology solution, the, the matter solution that you integrate into your gateway has coexistence mechanisms in there to manage the coexistence between matter over thread, Zigbee, Bluetooth, and Wi-Fi. That's really important, right? Um, so we have some unique features and capabilities in our chips that specifically address the challenge of integrating all these radios into a one box putting the antennas relatively close together and still getting great matter performance and Wi-Fi performance at the same time. Yeah, and we call that concurrent connect coexistence support. Next to that, coming back to this idea that you want the products to be reliable, that the, the environment is changing all the time, that you need the, 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 the radio solution to be robust. All our products have a unique feature called concurrent connect antenna diversity. That's the feature where we use multiple antennas in our chips, in our development kits. What you can do with multiple antennas and antenna diversity, you can uh, mitigate for the effects of changing radio environments. There's this, if you're in an indoor radio environment that's changing all the time, you get, you get an effect called multipath fading, where the multiple paths between the two devices can constructively interfere or destructively interfere with each other. And that can cause big changes to the connectivity link budget. And antenna diversity is really important and really good to help you mitigate and manage that. That means that you know when you've put the product on the wall and you've installed it, you know that it's going to work on day one, you know it's going to work on month one, year one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's just going to be reliable, more reliable and more robust to the ever-changing radio environment. Mm. That's brilliant. Thank you. And and I'd like to follow on from those points by talking a little bit more about um, interoperability. You know, the, the new matter standard promises to improve interoperability between, you know, IoT devices and standards. But from a from a system developer's point of view, then, how does this interoperability help in the actual design and functionality of, of the device being created? Sure. I, I think this comes back to this point that interoperability means working connectivity. I mean, when connectivity works through matter, through the concurrent connect technologies that we have, when this connectivity works, it frees up 
your engineers, your developers time and energy and resources to focus on the actual design and the functionality of the IoT device. I think if we kind of make an, an analogy with Wi-Fi, I think Wi-Fi is a great example of what, what happens when connectivity works. If you look over the last few years, there's been a massive amount of innovation and creativity that's been enabled and unlocked because Wi-Fi connectivity essentially just works, right? We've seen an explosion in innovation in music consumption, productivity applications, gaming, watching movies and TVs, all because the connectivity just works. So to, to come back to your question, how does interoperability help with the actual design and functionality of the IoT device? I think it's because the developer just can stop worrying about connectivity. And he can spend all his time focusing on what's important for the developer to build that new great device or application or, or use case or problem or pain point for the customer and really focus on that, knowing that the connectivity will just, just work. Yeah, definitely. And and focusing more on the on the consumer side then, you know, one of the, the biggest concerns perhaps for, for consumers when it comes to IoT devices is obviously cybersecurity and the you know the concerns around cyber attacks. So, so with this in mind, you know, Matter was created with security and privacy as key design tenets and, and provides a baseline for building secure IoT devices. So can you tell us, tell us a bit more about Matter's security principles? Sure, sure. I can give a, a, a brief summary there. I mean, as you say, Matter was designed definitely with security in mind. I mean, it's really important that customers, consumers trust smart home devices I mean, the, the, the foundation is that Matter uses industry standard proven encryption techniques for device communication. So you want to know that the, the communication between devices in your home is strongly encrypted so that the, the data stays private and secured. Next to that, it's important then to use industry standard authentication systems. I mean, the, the, the standard here is, is two-factor authentication. So you know that when devices communicate with, say, a cloud service, so a, a security system that's communicating the state of your home through to a secure cloud service that lets you understand the state of your home and manage the home, potentially lock and unlock doors, et cetera, et cetera. It's really important that you know and trust the device is the device. And that device knows and trusts that it's communicating with the right cloud service, with the right website, let's say. So it's about bringing all these industry standard encryption and two-factor authentication te techniques that we're probably very familiar with as we access web pages, et cetera, et cetera. But bringing those really into the smart home and the IoT and establishing these security principles all the way through the chain from the device itself all the way through to the cloud service that provides the application and service that the consumer is actually using. Next to that, I mean, you you need to know when you put a, a, a new device on the network that it you're really adding that device, right? You don't want other people putting, you don't want bad actors, for example, uh, surreptitiously putting uncontrolled uh, devices in your home. So there's a, there's a, Matter also standard, standardizes a very well-defined uh, system that's designed to be a secure way to get devices on your, on your network. And it's based on this idea that every device has a unique product identifier. And that product identifier is typically codified as a, a QR code, a 2D barcode that's stamped on the product or in the product documentation. And what that means is 
when you as a consumer get a new device, the first thing you do is have to scan that QR code and that gets trans transfers the unique identifier to your smartphone. That means you can set up a unique secure link between your smartphone and that device. This is done over Bluetooth LE in, in, in Matter 1.0. So you've already got a one-to-one -one secure trusted link between your smartphone and the device. What that means then is that the smartphone with the Matter application in, in, included in it can interrogate that device, check that it really is a Matter certified device, get other information about what the device is, what it does. And then only with your permission, you probably get a pop-up on your app saying, okay, I understand what this device is. I've made a secure connection to it. Do you want to add this device to your secure network? And then at that point, with user permission, you can click yes. And then only at that point will the device get onboarded onto your network. So that manages in a good secure way how you get devices onto your network in a way that you can trust. Beyond that, of course, as we probably all know, it's important that devices stay up to date. Um, security doesn't stand still. Software updates are always important in maintaining the security and the integrity of the solution. Um, again, this two-factor authentication piece comes in. It's important that only authenticated software runs on the device. And again, we're back to this industry standard authentication techniques to ensure, which are used as standard in, in Matter, to ensure that you know the device will only ever use the correct authenticated software. So it, it manages and keeps the whole chain secure. So you have a trusted device, you have trusted software, and you trust that it gets on the network. In the, in the right way mm. so so matter devices in the future then you know their their upgrade is, is literally just going to be you know at the push of a button yes yeah i mean the, the the will of course it's important that the users are aware and that users are given the control to, to decide whether or not they want to update the device and get informed about whether that device update makes sense but in principle yeah all matter devices are, are field upgradable okay so so given everything that we've spoken about so far then how quickly can a designer get their Matter-enabled device to market? You know, what's what's the process there? In, in principle, it, very, very quickly from the connectivity part. I mean, it comes back to this Matter, the connectivity should just work, and this this idea that the whole aim behind Matter and, and some of the features that we have in our products and solutions, the whole aim is that math, the connectivity will just work. We work with that in our development kits. We set a target that... A development kit that we ship to a customer, that customer should have that development kit up and running with working connectivity within one hour. You know, the idea is that out of the box, it should just work. And that then, then this comes back to the idea that the system and designer and developer shouldn't have to spend a chunk of their time or R&D budget on connectivity. Connectivity should just work. So that means that actually for a Matter product, the time to market shouldn't be determined by connectivity. It should be determined by the innovation, the value add from the designer. You know, how much smart sensing do you want to put in there? How much time do you want to spend on the industrial design? How much time do you want to spend optimizing the battery life and delivering great user experience in apps? That will determine the time to market, not the, the matter connectivity piece. That should just be a small part of it, ideally. And, you know, I think Matter is sort of still in, in the early stages. You know, as you said, we've, you know, we, we had Matter 1.0 launched a couple of months ago. But, but as the standard evolves, which obviously naturally it will do, how, how can designers and, and system developers make sure that, that they stay compliant with, with the latest standard? Matter is standardised through the, the, 
the, the a body called the CSA. It's joining the CSA as a, as a designer and developer is a really a great way to stay connected to the latest matter standards. So I would recommend that. But in addition, you know, Corvo, um, like our um, competitors and all the other technology providers, um, certainly Corvo are committed to to ensure that our development kits and products stay up to date with the 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 the, the latest latest version of the matter standard as it evolves. So join the CSA if you like, go check that out. But work closely with your technology partners, your suppliers. Matter's just starting and we'll keep growing and developing as as the standard evolves and that should be a great way for, for developers to stay connected to how things move forward. Mm. And and speaking of its evolution, you know, how how do you see it evolving in the future? Great question. Great question. I mean, we just started with Matter 1.0, so it's it's the start of a journey. It's it's already clear that there are a number of more. There's going to be more and more devices out there. So there's a lot of work going on the standard now about adding support for appliance appliance control. So white goods, washing machines, cookers, all the sorts of things that you think around for appliances. Robot vacuum cleaners is is in there as well. Doorbells and cameras is in there. Energy management, including vehicle charging and, and access points, so are, are all in there. So there's a lot of kind of activity and energy in the standardization body right now. I think there's something like 500 member co companies in, in the CSA these days. So there's a, there's a huge amount of energy and involvement and contribution driving the standard forward, which is, which is frankly great to see. Beyond that, I'm sure it will continue to evolve in response to customer feedback integrating new innovations, new technologies, and, you know, the, the, the input from the member companies that are, that are involved in building products. Yeah, it's fantastic. I've, I've been following, you know, the, the CSA for quite a while, and it's, it's fantastic to now finally see it, you know, out and about and getting some, some real world feedback. So very yeah. excited to see how it evolves. It's been a long journey, but it's great to get there, <laughs> at least to one point more. Yeah, exactly. It's worth it. <laughs> Excellent. So before we wrap up then, John, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Anything we haven't covered? No, I, th I think it's a, a great conversation. Thank you so much for, for the time to talk about this. And I said, we're at Corvo, we're really excited about matter. We're very focused on it. We're, we're, we're working hard to make it a success and we, we hope it is a success. And there's a lot of our customers go and build great products that consumers will go and really value and have fun with and enjoy and create meaning for for. for what they do in the home fantastic well thank you very much for your insights it's been a real pleasure speaking with you yeah you too thank you electronic specifier